We're back, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J in the hizzy. That's the kids say, right? I don't think they say that anymore. No? No. Jeepers. They say that? No. Holy crap. Uh, But it is good to be back in the house on the second day of March 2020. Back from Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. It's March already, man. We're... we're, uh, Already two days into March. I know. How does it feel? Crazy. Yeah? In a good way or a bad way? Probably a good way. All right, good. Just making sure. Uh, We will regale you this morning with stories from Las Vegas, of course, over the course of the show today. Uh, We have a couple of them that were doozies that happened. Uh, The four, four days that we were in Las Vegas, for sure, including something that happened that that had never happened, I don't think, to either of us. In our over 40 years to get on this earth, 80 years combined, Big J. Yeah. And I had never seen anything like it. And did Las Vegas play a part? I think so, probably. But we'll get into that in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, We'll have tickets for you to our free act show coming up on the 29th. The Blue Stones and the band you just heard there called Royal Bliss. I think we might have 311 tickets because that show is coming up in like a couple days, by the way. Uh, so that is going to be happening as well. Pepper's in town tonight at the Knitting Ooh. Factory Concert House, in case you're curious, if you have some plans that you want to do. So we're going to keep it busy, and we are going to keep it on point today. No pressure, Big J, all right? On point! Uh, but we got to be firing on all cylinders here. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed the best of the morning after. Thank you very much to Tyler for holding down the fort while we were gone. It is appreciated. And hopefully there was some funny stuff in there that you enjoyed. Lord knows we enjoyed making it, didn't we, Big J? Yeah. And so everything's going to get started with some important stuff, but we're going to play some jams. This is Twitz's sister. We're not going to take it on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And important stuff is brought to you by Carrington College, you guys. Carrington College is uh, specializing in the medical field, and if you want to change your life, you could get out as soon as three to 19 months. That's when most of the classes are completed by. If you want more information, check out carrington.edu to get started. Big J, the coronavirus. We heard about it a lot as we were on the road these last couple of days. Yep. It was everywhere. Masks as you flew. You saw them. And now some schools in Idaho and Washington aren't messing around. A couple of them, as a matter of fact, are closed today. Mostly in the Spokane and northern Idaho area. Why are they closed, Big J? Yeah, why are they closed? Because, according to the district, uh, they are closed to, quote, properly clean for the coronavirus. Oh, clean first. Hmm? So all the spring sports, the field trips, preschool, after-school activities are canceled for uh, District 87 in Idaho. Will be closed today. A couple of them in Idaho are closing their schools. Uh, They want to do some precautionary cleaning due to the coronavirus outbreak. Now, keep in mind that these school districts are in northern parts of Idaho, which is close to Washington, which is where the first two deaths have been reported for the coronavirus. So I believe the uh, the pandemic fear is a little bit more, I guess, closer there? Yeah, but, I mean, both of those deaths, they had underlying already health issues. Listen, I'm One was not, 70 years old. You don't want to screw up anybody's, you know, fear with, with facts, you understand? I mean, it's getting ridiculous. I, I, a friend of ours... And I'd never seen this before, and I didn't even think about it, but I uh, called it doom culture. 
you know, where uh, oh, this we've got a repeated process of this happening. You know, a couple months ago it was Iran and World War Three, and everything was coming to an end. And, and I mean, it's just a little out of hand. Oh, listen, I mean, there's nothing new about any of this. It, it, we all did it with bird flu and SARS before this. I think it's it's at another level now, though. Social media really. Well, those things are social media times too. And so it's just, it, it gives us something else to worry about. Uh, something else to, to freak out about. And you're right. But, you know, it's not like people aren't dying. And it's not like it's not coming to the United States. These are all also facts. Whether it's as dangerous as they say it is, is another story altogether. And I guess you'll find out when you contract it, right, Big J? Yeah. Better be healthy. Uh, Giannis is pretty good, Big J. He is the star of the Milwaukee Bucks. He got 41 points, 20 rebounds, and six assists, and played just 35 minutes in the Bucks' 93-85 win over the Hornets last night. It was the fastest to a 40-20 game in NBA history, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. Bob Pettit did it in 1959 in 36 minutes. Elgin Baylor did it in 37 minutes in 1960. The reigning MVP is also the third player over the past 30 seasons to have a 40-20-5 game. Chris Webber and DeMarcus Cousins, the other players that knocked it off, Big J. Not too bad, no, right? Yeah. Pretty pretty good. Hey, The Invisible Man not only was a hit with critics, it also was a hit at the box office. The psychological thriller starring Elizabeth Moss is probably the highest-reviewed horror movie since Cabin in the Woods and ended up uh, taking in number one at the box office this weekend with almost $30 million. Not bad, Big J. Making its budget back already in its first weekend. They got to be happy with that, correct? Yeah, I would guess so. Sonic the Hedgehog in second, another 16 million. Call of the Wild third, 13.2 million. My Hero Academia, the movie, number four. And Bad Boys for Life coming in at number five at the box office. So uh, I guess The Invisible Man is worth checking out. Any interest in it, Big J? We missed out on our movie no. this week. You don't want to see it? No, I don't like Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, that's weird. You don't. It's gross. Not sure what that's not very nice to say at all. Mm-hmm. Either. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. On the way, send nudes. Be a part of the fun. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, it's our opportunity to tell you some parts in being a man that we haven't exactly lived up to expectations. It's not something we're incredibly proud of. And uh, the last couple of days that we spent in Vegas reminds me of uh, a particular point in not even like mandom but adulthood that I'm still not great at and I'm well over 40 at this point and I don't like it and I hate everything about it and that is dressing up. You know, people go out on the town in Vegas, you go to fancy restaurants yeah. and people are wearing like some pretty nice outfits, right? Even the people we chum around with. They're, they're, you know, wearing uh, not just jeans. They got, like, khakis, and they got, like, you know, dress shirts on. And they're they're on the town in Vegas, yeah. right? Yeah, man. And uh, for me, I, I can't – it's not that I can't do it. It's that I don't – I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable in, like – even if I were in, like, a tuxedo or a three-piece suit or anything like that, and probably some of it speaks to my uncomfortability in my own skin, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you should probably – work on that which is a self uh, issue but it's been something like that my entire life like i never enjoyed dressing up not once i never felt comfortable in it it never gave me that confidence it never gave me that that uh that i'm an adult doing adult thing kind of feeling it's supposed to give you or at least i'm told it gives you and so as we were in vegas and we were comically underdressed for 
couple of dinners, uh, it made me realize that I was like, man, I, I mean, listen, I'm 42. There's no way in hell I'm ever going to be okay uh, or comfortable like dressing up and looking the part that you're supposed to look when you're going out on the town, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's a part of being a man. It's a part of being an adult. It's a part of being uh, somebody in society. And I've often said the biggest reason, one of the big reasons why I got into radios is I didn't have a dress code. And I could wear a hat every damn day. And I could come in in shorts and a t-shirt if I wanted to come in in shorts and a t-shirt. And that's always been a nice thing about it. But sometimes that backfires because I'm so used to wearing that stuff that when it becomes an issue or you're supposed to actually wear something that is adult in nature, it is not something that works out for me. I don't look good. I don't feel good. Well, I, feel I think you probably look better than you think you do. Yeah, I know. I don't think I do, though. Yeah, you're very handsome. I mean, it's very strange feeling, and it feels everything feels tight, and yeah. everything feels yeah, no, uncomfortable. And I just, I just don't like it. And so even, even when like something like that is posed, like, hey, man, we're going to have a great time. We're going to go out to fancy places out of the town where even the experience sounds fun. I'd be willing to go, you know what, hard pass, just because I don't want to be dressed up like that for six hours and walk around. None of that stuff sounds fun to me. And I realize that that is a huge mistake on my part. But uh, there's nothing I could do about it. It's, it's much like doing man things around the house. I realize that it's just not something that I'm ever going to be good at or okay with. And it's best to probably just to avoid those areas, which is unfortunate because you shouldn't as an adult, right? No, you should. You should avoid those things. Well, I mean, you should avoid the things you don't want to do. Yeah, and I do. I'm if really good really at it. If you really don't want to do it, then you don't have to be doing it. You're right, and I don't. Nobody's... But it's also something that is probably good for self-reflection and realizing that it's a point of weakness. And a stupid one at that. Well, I think the reason why is probably the thing that you need to reflect on. Right. That's And I do all the time. You know, I, don't, shower. I actually would like getting dressed up, but the stuff that I want to get dressed up in doesn't fit me. And it's the way it is. So, uh, you know, then the stuff that that you would normally put on that you could you could find in my size costs a small fortune. OK, right. A also small true. fortune. So uh, I just skip it. And you know what? Either uh, you take me as I am or uh, you just make your smirky faces. There's your man up Monday. Here's traffic. More stories from Vegas next hour. On top of that, we've got some important stuff, and we're going to hell. But first, we're going to step inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center, brought to you by Idaho Public Television. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Get ready, Big J. Two of the biggest juggernauts, not just in the country, but in the world, are going to be going head-to-head, and there can be only one. In this corner, Big J, Amazon Prime. Headed up by the richest man in the world, a very successful online retailer. And in this corner, the Walmart family. The biggest uh, grocery slash retail chain in the country. Also worth billions upon billions. And quite frankly, if you added up all the money that the Walton family had, it would exceed Amazon Prime. It's just split a bunch of ways because there's like 55 Waltons. You understand? Yeah. And now they're going to be battling it out. Of course, Walmart has tried pretty hard to go uh, head-to-head a little bit with some online stuff with uh, with Amazon Prime. But now the company is working on its own membership service called Walmart Plus. A Walmart spokesperson confirmed the company is working on the program, which reportedly started test run as soon as this month. Apparently, the Walmart program will offer perks that Amazon can't. 
such as discounts on gas and prescription drugs, and give you same-day service on a bunch of stuff Whoa. delivered to your house, not just a few things that Amazon is promising. So, I ask you, Big J, you into it? Uh, I don't know. What, how much is it going to cost? I don't know. None of that stuff is out just yet. I'm guessing it's probably comparable to Prime. Uh, if they're smart, it's probably a little bit cheaper because they won't have the streaming stuff, right? Oh, so they very well could have the streaming stuff. Yeah, they could, I suppose. I mean, Walmart owns Voodoo, Voodoo right? Yeah. Uh, but that right now is just a basically like a rental service, right? No. There's I mean, some free you, stuff on there? Yeah, yeah. Lots of free stuff okay. that you can watch with ads. But no original so, content? No. Okay. No. Yeah, you, they w- it would take billions to start that at this point. Right. And I'm not sure that's a, that's what we need. And I'm not sure Nobody's Walmart... asking for it. Oh, we don't need any more original programming. So anywhere. Would it be worth, uh, let's say, 15 bucks a month for same-day delivery and discounts on gas and prescription drugs I, I think it Walmart depends Plus. on the discount on the gas and the drugs. Okay. I mean, that could definitely sway you because, you know, that's a, that's a big deal. That can hit you in the pocket on a daily basis, that savings right there. Sure. And, you know, a lot of times, I don't know if you compare and contrast, but, uh, you know, uh, Walmart has some pretty affordable gasoline as it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, in comparison to some of the other ones around the Treasure Valley. So maybe saving even more would be quite the ability so to So I'm interested. It. All right. Big J's into it. More details coming next month, Big J. Keep your ears peeled. Just know Amazon's not going to pull any punches. Hey, this is not a cool story. Uh, Vanessa Bryant is very absolutely devastated, according to her quote, by allegations that sheriff deputies were sharing graphic photos of the helicopter crash site where Kobe Bryant and their daughter Gianna and seven others were killed in January. Uh, You know, it it is one of those deals where when you roll up on a site, photos have to be taken. Right, Big J? We can agree with that. Yep. Uh, But, you know, and and we probably know enough people in the world to know that these photos get shared from time to time, right? Yeah. The problem here is one of the guys that took the photo apparently uh, showed them to a woman in a bar trying to pick her up as like a, hey, check out what I've got. Yeah, I don't think that would ever work, dude. No. And the conversation was overheard and then reported. The attorney called the deputy's actions inexcusable and deplorable and an unspeakable violation of human decency. And we'll see what ends up happening, but uh, that's not a good look for anybody. Not recommended. Keep your bleep together, man. Yeah, be cool. Concerns over the coronavirus has stopped Amazing Race in its tracks. The race has been called. Season 33 has yet to be announced. Uh, Three episodes has been filmed, but CBS has pulled the plug on the rest of the production because of increased concerns and uncertainty regarding the coronavirus around the world. Of course, The Amazing Race is one of those TV shows that are filmed in all sorts of countries in all sorts of things and puts people in situations they haven't been in before, uh, including exposing them potentially to a virus that could murder them. And so they decided, you know what, we're going to call it a day and figure out what happens. All contestants and production staff are in the process of returning home. At this time, no racers or anybody on the production team traveling have contracted the virus or shown any symptoms. CBS is just taking the better safe than sorry thing, and then they'll maybe redo the thing with the racers as things go forward. Smart move on CBS's part, Big J? Yeah. It seems everybody is erring on the side of caution with this stuff. Like, bands are canceling tours. Green Day just announced they're canceling their whole Asia run. And they're just, people aren't going over to Asia, period, right now. And that appears to be 
standard operating procedure these days. For instance, if you had a trip coming up in, uh, let's say, June to Asia, would you change your mind? No. You double down? Yeah. Stay for longer? Pretty healthy person. Bring it, coronavirus. Morning I mean, after. Flu plus. With Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Quick point three, the X rocks. Big J, we are headed to Murfreesboro, Tennessee for today's We're Going to Hell story. Wow. There we are going to meet a family called the Hungates. The Hungates have been living in Murfreesboro for the last 15 years, Big J. But the uh, Thursday of last week was a day that they will never forget and a day unlike any other. Uh, It was about 6 o'clock in the morning, Big J. Nobody had gotten up yet. Uh, They have uh, two children. They were still sleeping, getting ready for school. And the Hungates were still in bed themselves when they heard an awful racket coming from the far side of their house. Uh Uh-oh. Like, what the hell is going on? So they get up. And according to uh, Belinda Hungate, she says she discovered seven men tearing off the roof of her house. What the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, that would make a hell of a noise, right? It was really shocking and surprising, and somebody was just out there tearing apart her house. I'm yelling, stop, 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 and nobody is listening to me, according to Belinda. She says a language barrier between herself and the workers complicated things, and the men kept working, so her husband came in. And so uh, when he, when her husband came in, he, he estimated that about 5% of their roof was gone when he looked into the room. That's a lot. That's, I mean, it's not a huge part, but it's a decent part of your roof, right? I would say so. Yeah, any part missing would be a big part. He said, quote, it's unbelievable. I can't imagine you would go to a job site and just working without even communicating with the owner. They didn't even knock on the door. Instead, he says the crew came right back to work. And here's the weird part. No dumpsters on site. No material on site. They were just kind of like in demo mode. You understand? Right. So Hungate says he called the police after talking with the crew supervisor and learned that the roofers were supposed to be in Spring Hill, Tennessee, working on a completely different house and roof. They're the wrong damn town. So they're not only at the wrong house, which I guess maybe like if you had you're supposed to be your neighbor, you kind of get it. But like they were in the wrong town. Wow. The wrong zip code. Apparently, Spring Hill's about a 45-minute drive from where they are. I mean, they, you couldn't be farther away unless you were in another state, almost. They are bad at their job. Uh, he says the contractor has agreed to replace the family's roof, but it's not what they would have wanted. He said we didn't want a roof. We didn't need one at this point. We certainly didn't get the opportunity to choose anything. The family said they called the general contractor to check the work so far, who said they did a good job. The roof, however, is not complete. He said, no offense, I don't have a lot of faith in these roofers. I don't know them. And the snow, it was snowing last week, too. And so they placed some temporary shingles on the vulnerable areas, and we're just waiting to see if they can clean up our yard. Apparently, it's about $10,000 worth of damage. But it almost makes me think that it's personal, right? Like, somebody did something, only because, like, that's a different town. It's not the same town across the street, mixed up numbers. Somebody screwed up. Yeah. I mean, it's a serious screw-up. This screw-up really raised the roof. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Fun from Vegas, next on the X-Rock.
Up is corn that is blind here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is 100.3 the X Rocks. Last couple of days, Big J, we have been in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. And suffice it to say, we uh, we saw some things that I don't think either of us have ever seen in our entire lives. Have no, no. <laughs> I mean, let's start out with we went to this restaurant in the Golden Nugget. Uh huh. And uh, it, 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 as you walk in, there's a big case. And it's featured, obviously, it's a steakhouse, so it's featured some some beautiful-looking uh, slabs of meat. But then there are these ginormous lobster tails. I mean, huge. Like four or five pounds. Got it. In fact, I would I would safe to say that these are genetically modified lobsters. I okay. mean, I don't know why or what they're called. They're so huge. But I even made note of it when uh, our buddy got there, Brett. And I'm like, God, that's the biggest lobster. I'm, I'm going to order one of those. And that was sarcasm. I wasn't planning on ordering it because I think it would have cost like 100 bucks. Probably. I don't know. It was very expensive. And um, so we get up there. And uh, I, I'm going to call them maitre d' because they're not – this is the kind of restaurant where, where you're not a typical server. Right. Right. Uh, very, um, you know, affluent when it comes to wines and different kinds of foods and, and sort of thing and very serious. And so he comes to the table as we're all sitting there and he wants to take our drink order. But our friend Brett interrupts him before he starts to talk <laughs> says, wait, hold on. I want – one of those lobsters in the case down there for an appetizer all cut up for my friends here. <laughs> I was like, wow! It was such a Whoa! rock star move. I mean, it was, first of all, a lobster is an appetizer is insane. Just like yeah. a lobster tail. Yeah. And then it was a gigantic lobster. And he was just like high society. He's like, I'm going to stop you right there. Here's what I want. Here's what I need. And it came. And then you yeah. Think twice about it. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, I, it, that's the thing you see in the movies. Like, if you ever watch Get Shorty, <laughs> uh, the people, the LA, uh, you know, uppities who who order stuff that's not even on the menu, right? Right. Um, that's the, that was this moment yeah. happening right before us, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it was coming from our friend Brett. I never, for once, thought that was going to be the. But he was probably uh, high and hungry, and who <laughs> knows what. And he just he just rocked my world right there. I couldn't believe what was happening. It was it was quite the rock star moment, and it was like just off the menu, the fanciest place. He's like, listen, I'm gonna stop you right there. Here's what I want. Here's what I, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna bring it to us, and it happened. And then we he walked away, and then we were like, what just <laughs> it's like, what did you do, Brett? We were both just pretty much amazed by it. Did that stop us from eating the lobster because we were no, so uncomfortable? No. Tad overcooked, by the way, but I didn't want to say anything. You know? <laughs> I mean... And you were not happy with the lobster appetite. Yeah, it was a little overcooked, but the drawn butter... But it was the best wedge salad you've ever had in your yeah, life. Yeah, oh, hell. Right. Wedge salad is my go-to, and especially when you're in a fancy steakhouse. <laughs> Uh, but that wasn't the end of the meal. Uh, that was just at the beginning. And, uh, you know, we had spoken about this a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, first off, uh, we were not we were not in proper attire for this restaurant. No, right? yeah, I'm in shorts and a T-shirt. They had asked, but we, first of all, it was the first day we were in town. So we were coming from, like, the checking in kind of party that was going on. Yeah. And we had been kind of gallivanting all over downtown uh, Las Vegas as well on Fremont Street, uh, doing some gambling and doing the regular Vegas thing. And then he's like, hey, meet us here for dinner at this time. And it just happened to be at the hotel. And so we were fresh off, like, the gambling stuff or something. 
and uh, we were not ready for a fancy steakhouse. And we so, actually just got back from the Neon Museum. That's right. That's where we were. Thank you very much. And so uh, we had gotten back, and they had asked us to remove our caps because we were uh, I didn't even, casually it's dressed. It's been so long since I've done so I've been to a place that's... Uh, so fancy, where right. you would have to remove a hat. It's like, whoa, man. And I, we, we probably should have thought of something. I mean, they, they did seat us, like, up above everybody where there were only three other tables in the entire joint. You know, it's Yeah, like keep us away. Now we realize it's to keep us away from the uh, other people. And so there was an elderly couple as well uh, sitting by near us. Well, when you say elderly, I'm saying they're in their 50s. They, they were, were in their yes. They I thought were they were in their sixties. No, they weren't that old. Okay, uh, they were they were sitting next near us, uh, enjoying a meal. And the other thing about Brett is there's not much quiet about him, right? I mean, yeah, he when he's on, he's he's uh, he's uh, going all out and he's all silly. And so I don't think they were happy that we our table was sat near them. And uh, and I missed it because my back was to them. But you have to tell me what happened when they exited the restaurant. So no, it wasn't even when they exited. It's when we sat down, and uh, Brett took his jacket off, and he's wearing a, a denim social distortion jacket. Uh, it's got uh, the logo on the back. It's a very very cool jacket. It's one of his favorites. He wears it all the time. And so he put it on the back of the chair, and he sat down. And so just, you know, just adjacent to where we're sitting is this uh, this man and this woman. And uh, the look on this face, so uh, this lady, she was looking at his jacket and Brett with his long hair. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're talking typical kind of shade, stereotypical shade here from somebody, but times 10. And the look she gave uh, to him it was like, if you've ever seen Disney overacting, from from somebody in one of those shows about how they react to something and this lady's look of disgust uh was one of the most horrifying things i've ever seen in my life where she just looked him up and down and then and then gave this awful look and she was zeroing in on the jacket and i was like oh man that is crazy that that i i felt like oh boy now this is what you know a little taste of uh discrimination feels because it was a lot of uh, condescending shade being thrown in our direction there and then something happened when they left that's what i missed yeah so i I don't know what it was but they got up and and uh, the gentleman who was with the woman they they start to leave and he comes over and he says something to brett i don't know what he says but then he gave me the knuckles he he said he said hey you guys have a fun night that's what he said yeah yeah and then and then he gave did he give brett the knuckles too i don't know but i i did knuckle him and but he was pretty lit too that guy was pretty drunk oh yeah you said he was hammered right uh, and so, Hammered! And so, well, the other part was during our dinner, a couple of other people from the convention came up and started talking. And so, uh, uh, all of a sudden, a fairly loud conversation was happening. In this, and I don't think they were happy to be yeah. around radio people at all. At all! About this whole thing. Uh, but it was great. We, we ruined somebody's night, Big J. First night in Vegas, not yeah. bad. Yeah. Right? Hell of a meal. Do uh, that right now. Do you think we ruined anybody else's night? I hope Throughout so. the rest of the entire run? I hope we ruined a lot of people's lives. Morning after rich people live is anyways with Nick and Big J. Today on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Once again, Big J, a friendly reminder: we as a collective society doomed, just doomed. And it's stories like this that you know I read and I go, "This is like from the Onion, right? That's not that's not real. People right. don't really think that." And then, nope, nope, it's real life. And we kind of kicked this around a little bit, but now there are some numbers to back it up. You know, a a lot of jokes were made about the coronavirus. But actually, people 
And a lot of people think that coronavirus has actually something to do with Corona beer. It so doesn't? Now, no, no, it doesn't. Again, I'm just kidding. Doomed everybody. I'm just kidding. Uh, and now the beer company is actually taking a hit. There are reports of an increase in online searches for Corona beer virus and beer coronavirus, which is very off-putting. And the purchase intent among adults in the U.S. has plunged to the lowest in two years, according to a YouGov poll, basically saying, hey, do you see yourself purchasing any of this beer anytime soon? In the last few days, uh, shares of Corona Maker Constellation Brands has dropped 18%, Big J. Wow. Corona's buzz score, which tracks whether adult Americans are aware of the brand and have heard positive or negative things about it, has fallen from a 75% positive at the beginning of the year all the way to a 31 right now. People are connecting the coronavirus to the corona beverage, and it's not good. And we cannot stress enough, you cannot catch the coronavirus from drinking corona beer. They are completely unrelated. Just in case yeah. you're curious. But what you will catch is fun. If you watch the Corona commercials. Now, uh, we talked about this off-air, I think, but do you, do you remember... Now, you, I'm sure you don't, but back in the early 80s, I can't remember if it was like a dietary supplement or if it was something else, but there was a product on the market like for like the... Um, like in like the pain management section called AIDS. And it was A-Y-D-E-S. And it was fairly successful. And remember. then the AIDS virus came along. And knocked it right out of business. Now of we've got ibuprofen. <laughs> I think ibuprofen might have been around a while before that. But it kind of reminds me of this. Now, that's a little bit different only because that's just bad, dumb luck. It's not people associating yeah. AIDS with the AIDS medication. But it is one of those deals where it's just like, man, we just named our stuff the wrong thing. And here, Corona's been around way longer than the coronavirus and still gets a bad rep for reasons unbeknownst to me. Just because they happen to share a name, I guess. Giannis from the Milwaukee Bucks is good at basketball. He scored 41 points, 20 rebounds, 6 assists in just 35 minutes in the Bucks' win over the Hornets last night. It is the fastest anybody's ever put up those numbers in NBA history, according to the Elias, Elias Sports Bureau. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Bucks are still uh, steamrolling all the way through the Eastern Conference to see what they do come playoff time. We referenced it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but in case you missed it, Free X Show alum Red Sun Rising has shared an official statement announcing that they are going on a quote indefinite hiatus. Band issued the statement via social media expressing gratitude towards its fans for their support and urging them to continue following the band members on an individual basis. Red Sun Rising formed in 2007, released two albums 2010's self titled debut and 2011's Making of Kings before landing a record deal with Razor and Ty. Then they released Polyester Zeal, which was their big one in 2015, and Thread in 2018, along with an AP last year called Peel. Uh, Other Side, Emotionless, both number one songs for that band. And now they are no more, which makes me sad, Big J. I like those guys very much. Yeah, me too. Nice people. We'll keep an eye on what Mike and the rest of the crew is up to, but we wish them the best and... Uh, sorry that they are going on hiatus, but this is why, Big J, when bands come through town, you support them, you understand? Yeah, show up, buy their merch. Do what you need to do to keep those bands going, because they're really just going from one stop to the next. Here's traffic. And we want these bands around as long as they can be. So, that's on us. 
Speaking of bands coming to town, we're going to give you a chance to see some with a little bit of pop culture smackdown. That's on the way. But first, we're going to step inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center. Brought to you by Can Do and Showers Insurance. See me. Eastbound 94 is slow in Nampa between the Karcher Midland Interchange and Franklin Boulevard exit smackdown. Right. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And Pop Culture Smackdown brought to you by Carl's Jr. Feed. You're happy with a crispy wheel of cheese, a charbroiled Angus patty, and boom boom sauce. A new BFC Angus Thick Burger from Carl's Jr. is here for a limited time. That sounds delicious. Uh, maybe something you want to have after tonight's show at the Dating Factory with Pepper. Oh! They are going to be here on the Step to the Local Motion Tour uh, with Cashed Out and The Elevator. So we're going to oh, be a fun show. We'll, I love Cashed Out. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, so we'll, we'll set you up with those tickets and tickets to our free X show, which is on March 29th with uh, the uh, the Blue Stones. Uh, Roblox coming into town. We've got uh, Stone Profit and Abrupt Edge all opening up. So great morning after prize. We're specializing today in the life of Daniel Craig. Today is his birthday. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. You love him. Yeah. 208-287-1003. Of course, the catch is you got to be able to swing by before 5 o'clock and pick up these tickets so that tonight's Pepper Show tickets don't go to waste. But if you think you got what it takes, I say good luck to you. Good morning, the X. Good morning. How are you, buddy? What's your name? David. All right, David. Daniel Craig's first movie as James Bond was Casino Royale, GoldenEye, or Quantum of Solace. Goldeneye? Oh, sorry. That is incorrect, sir. Thank you for playing. No, hello, the X. How's it going? Good, man. Here's Big J with your question. Daniel Craig's first movie as James Bond was Casino Royale, Goldeneye, or Quantum of Solace? Uh, Quantum of Solace. Wrong. Well, it's a good thing you gave uh, choices here, Nick. Hello, the X. Good morning, sir. Here comes Big J with your question. Daniel Craig's first movie's James Bond was Casino Royale, Goldeneye, or Quantum of Solace? Uh, Casino Royale. Right. There you go. Great. Nick, Daniel Craig played an adventurer in this video game adaptation in 2001. An adventurer in a video game adaptation. In 2001. 2001. The Space Odyssey. Uh, I'm trying to think of a video game movie Daniel Craig was in. All I'm thinking of is Cowboys and Aliens. <sighs> but was that 2001? That seems like it was Cowboys and Aliens was after that. Work it out. You're getting there. Uh, 2001? It was way before Casino Royale, too, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. He was just getting started out. He didn't star in it. No, clearly. He played an adventurer. <laughs> Uh, so I'll, well, no, that's not even a thing. How about Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider is correct. Right. What a guess. You worked it out, dude. <laughs> what a guess. You got there. You got there. All right. Daniel Craig recently said yes to doing a sequel to this 2019 movie release that was, that he starred in as private investigator Benoit Blank. What was the movie? Just came out like three months ago. Uh, Spectre. No. Wrong. Not Spectre. Not a James Bond movie. This is unrelated to James Bond. Good morning, The X. Yes, sir. Here's Big J. Daniel Craig recently said yes to doing a sequel to this 2019 movie released that he starred in as private investigator Benoit Blank. What's the movie? Uh, is it still in theaters? It might still be in theaters. It's, uh, it's definitely been released on digital. Okay. So... 
but it's fairly new. Also, you can catch the review on xrock.com for the movie morning after the movie spot and my favorite movie of the last year. Benoit Ball? Benoit Balls, no, Big man. J. No, that's not wrong. It. No? <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, nobody thought about that joke before. They do, they do make the joke in the movie. Hello, the X. What are the knives out? Thank you. Knives right. out is correct. Nick Craig appeared briefly in this caper movie as Joe Bang. Joe Bang, uh, Logan Lucky. That is correct. Right. Daniel Craig married Rachel Weiss a couple years back. You might remember Rachel from her starring role opposite of Brandon Frazier in this movie franchise. Oh, uh, shoot. Um, the Mummy? There the you mummy? go. Right. The is correct. Good job. Nick, how many times has Daniel Craig been people's sexiest man alive? Four. No, that is incorrect. Wrong. He was never an actual finalist, but a uh, one of the uh, one of the you know uh, nominations nominees. He was a finalist, but never a winner. A finalist, but never a winner. Gotcha. Right. All right. Uh, so never. The right answer was none. Congratulations, man! You got tickets to Pepper tonight and tickets to our free X show coming up at the end of this month at the Knitting Factory. Enjoy them. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. We got to run a headlines that we're going to do next on the X Rock. <laughs> Headlines are as follows, Big J. Calm down, buddy. Maybe it will work, and we like your style, dude. Calm down, man. <laughs> dude, buddy. Person, buddy. Uh, nothing like getting drunk at a restaurant than doing something not so bright, and police in Somerset, Pennsylvania, responded to a call from a restaurant on Wednesday night. Upon arriving, they found 59-year-old Kenneth Elwood was being loud, rowdy, Big J. Oh, boy, rowdy. And, and then making sexual comments to female staff. Not Hey-o. cool, dude. Hey, not cool, man. Yeah, nope, not not in today's society. And then he started a fight with another customer. Police say he initially resisted being escorted out of the building by police, and then once outside, he started yelling profanities and then challenged the police to a fight, Big J. Yeah. Guess who won that one? The police. Correct. Once at the station, police reported that Elwood pulled down his pants in the cell and then exposed himself to all the officers. He's been charged with criminal trespassing, disorderly conduct, and public drunkenness as well. That'll lose me a fight every time. (laughs) Wait, what? You heard it. We like your style, dude, or maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll work. This is one way to get drug users to turn themselves in. A Facebook post from the Merrill Police Department in Wisconsin is encouraging people to turn in their meth so they can check it for coronavirus. The post says, quote, we'll test your drugs for free. We'll even make house calls. Since they made the Facebook post, it's gotten over 4,000 shares. No word on if it's actually worked the way they were hoping, but it's a good solid try if they get at least one, right? Yeah. Especially, I mean, that's a great way to go. Meth is spreading, or uh, coronavirus is spreading through meth. We'll check it for free. Boom. Busted, right? Busted. We'll wrap it up with We Like Your Style, Dude. We Like Your Style, Dude. Green Top Grocery. It is a grocery market in Bloomington, Illinois, and it's gone a wee bit viral this last week after starting a Big Lebowski-themed promotion. Currently, you can get 10% off all milk products, including non-dairy milk, if you shop the store in your bathroom, Big J. Oh. It's a reference to the film's iconic opening scene in which the dude goes to Ralph's to buy some half and half in a bathrobe, a crucial ingredient for his beloved white Russians. Since the promotion's gone viral, the store has decided to host a Dude Abides robe contest. 
From Friday through Sunday, shoppers can come to Green Top in their finest, most ridiculous robes, take a photo, upload it to Facebook, tag them, and then Green Top will pick its favorite robe and the winner will win a $50 gift card to the store and most importantly, bragging rights. Nice. So, there you go. Do you have a robe? I do not have a robe. You know, I wish I had a black and white robe and on the back it said Mustaine. Wish I had that robe. Three people get that joke. We were the only two backstage that saw that happen. I don't care. I've told keep the story. I, I tell the story as many times as I can to people. It was 140 degrees that day at Mayhem Fest, and Dave Mustaine came off the stage after the Megadeth set and went right to a robe, and then was somebody was driving his golf cart, right? Yeah. No, here's the key. He was adorned with the robe. <laughs> it was very James Brown-esque. It was, and it was hot as hell. And he was sweating like a, a pig. I don't know how he wanted a, a nice robe on top. But it had his name on the it back, did. dude. It said Mustaine with a crown on that, it. That's the second most rock star thing I've ever seen. The first one was in Vegas, and we just talked about it this morning. <laughs> Ordering lobster as an appetizer. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. It was just in town. That is breaking Benjamin and far away here on 100.3, the X Rocks, the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we are redefining toughness, are we not, Big J? Yeah, tough as tough as tough can be. And who gets that award? Uh, Jane O'Toole. And she's a Scottish soccer player, Nick. She dislocated her knee during a match recently, but instead of sitting out the rest of the game, she uh, started hitting her knee a few times with her open palm and actually put her kneecap back in place. Ah! And then she got back in the game. You know why? Because she's tough. Yeah, that's pretty tough. I will say this. I have done that. I don't believe it. I, I see you go, oh, my back. I have, I have a witness now. Been tough. First of all, I, I have. It was out of sheer fear, not out of toughness. I'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. okay. But this, I have a witness. My friend Steve Johnson was there. Uh, we were at a Diamondbacks game, and we were drinking heavily. Okay. So <laughs> oh, God. we had one of those seats that were like at the. Um, like right on the edge of the first baseline, but we were like the last row. So like if you wanted to, yes, you could go like around 700 people and then get back to the concession area to get yeah. more beer. Or you could just go kind of like hurdle over your seats and, and, and run right back to the, the beer guy, which is what we were doing. So I had two full hands of beer. It was my turn to make the run. And I was stepping over the seat into the next one. And I have a knee that dislocates on a regular basis. Ah, and I slipped, I slipped on some beer. And I landed in my seat, like, with my ass in my seat and my legs up in the air. And, everybody, and I saved the beer, so everybody was laughing. And I looked up at my beer, or looked at my legs, and my knee is, like, my leg is straight up in the air. But the rest of my leg is on, like, a 45-degree. Oh, man. And so I'm like, I have dislocated my knee. This is this much is clear. Then and you started so screaming. I didn't start screaming, no. but I was like, I've got to get this knee back in because it's freaking me out, just the look of it. And so I, I, I did it with a closed fist, but I punched my leg as hard as I could in the knee about six or seven times, and it finally popped back in. And I was able to bend it, so I realized it wasn't broken. It was just a dislocation. And I was okay having dislocated it before. But I will say this. You know, number one, the, the fact that the I had a lot of the beer in me. The was making you real tough right Helped there. very much. Absolutely. Because I didn't feel anything. I felt anything. It's things the next day, I assure you yeah. that. 
but at the time I didn't feel anything. But also, uh, you know, if I if I were in a supporting event, I would not have gone back in because I could feel it as I was sitting there because I stayed for the rest of the game because of course we did, and then had to go up and down about five flights of stairs afterwards, which was a Damn. chore altogether. But I could feel it swelling up, and that's what would happen. It would swell up the size of like three or four normal legs. It was awful. But I've also dislocated my shoulder and popped it back in. That's not yeah. fun either. None, none of these style. things are fun. And none of them feel great. But, like, it, it was just out of sheer, like, I don't know, like, just probably equal parts stupidness and, and fear that I was like, that's not how my leg's supposed to look. I need to pop it back in. You know what, Nick? Uh, officially, you're tough. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I, I did not cry, I'll tell you that. But I was, like, freaked the hell out. And everybody around me, uh, they, a woman did scream when she saw my leg. That that happened. Steve remembers that. that He's I like, think that I don't remember the woman screaming because I was too busy freaking out, punching my knee back in. But she's like, "Did you hear that woman scream when she saw your leg?" And I'm like, "No, did I scream when I saw my leg?" Because I felt like I should have. Either way, I do not recommend it, everybody. I've never dislocated anything in my body, not even a finger or anything no. like playing football or a toe. Nope. Really? No. Interesting. I'm, I'm like the golden boy. I'll tell you this. Here. You're missing nothing. I thought I dislocated my shoulder, and, and this is where my neck injury, my neck uh, pain comes from. It was a, it was obviously going back to high school and football. I mean, that's uh, that's what we're finding now. <laughs> all these injuries in the, us 40-year-olds are all from high school football, literally. And um, I thought that I had dislocated my shoulder when, in fact, I guess I just exploded my C5 uh, disc. And then uh, after a while, because it was so young and, and impervious to anything, and she went about my business. Yeah. Do you wish now you would have dislocated your shoulder instead? Yeah. Oh, I would take that any day. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your bad impressions are next on the X Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we got a nice little prize package here for you, uh, Morning After style. 311 coming to town, Nick, this Friday. At the Rev Center, uh, coming with them is Soul Asylum and Local H. Could it be one heck of a show? We we'll get you set up with tickets to that uh, that show, which again is uh, Friday at the Rev Center, and then March 29th is our free X show with the Stone, uh, the Blue Stones, Royal Bliss, Stone Prophet, and Abrupt Edge. It's all happening March 29th at the uh, at the Knitting Factory. So let's get it on. All right. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play Bad Impressions. Hulk Hogan on you. Big J has got three clues. They all revolve around somebody famous. If you could figure out who that famous person is, then maybe you can go to 311 on Friday on us. Good morning, the X. Morning, brothers. Good morning, man. What's your name? Mike. All right, Mike. Good luck. I'm just living on a prayer. Uh, Okay. Second clue here. Nick. I'm going out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> I'm going to have to say John Bon Jovi. There you go. Good job, Mike. Congratulations. 311 tickets are yours and our tickets to our free egg show coming up on John March bon. 29th. What was clue three? It's on a steel horse I ride. He's wanted dead or alive. Why is John Bon Jovi <laughs> in the news? Uh, today's uh, Mr. Uh, John, Bo- uh, John Bon Jovi's birthday. 58 years old. Happy birthday, John Bon Jovi. And uh, he just, uh, him and uh, who was to be formerly Prince Harry, and I think Harry Styles from One Direction, they just recreated the Abbey Road picture a little bit. The uh, three there. of them? Yeah. As uh, John Bon Jovi is helping to produce a, a track uh, for the Invictus Games that's coming up. So, oh, and they did it at the Abbey Road Studios? Yes, at Abbey Road Studios. Makes sense. Uh, first concert I ever saw, Bon Jovi. 
Yeah, 1987. How was it? Cinderella opened for them. It was at the Rosemont Horizon oh, in Chicago, Illinois. It was a slippery one wet tour. I bought a really awful yellow T-shirt to remember from, and it was a great. It was a blast. I had a great I time. Bet, I bet. I bet. It's still a great show. Oh, I'm sure you're right. No, Richie Sambora though. That would make a difference to me. Yeah, uh, Richie is missed. But you know what? He's still out there. I mean, I can't remember the last time John Bon Jovi did anything new. You? Oh, he's he's put out some new stuff for sure. But it's, it's my life terrible. is like the last Bon Jovi song I remember off the top of my head, and that was like ninety yeah. nine. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next to the X Rock. I prevail and Hurricane wrap it up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Monday, the second day of March 2020. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. It's good to be back, right? Hell yeah. Back from Vegas, back doing live radio shows. It always feels good. Thank you guys for taking us with you. We had a chance to regale you with some stories about Las Vegas over the course of the show today, a couple of them, uh, including people that did not like us in the same restaurant as them. And uh, the fact that we didn't want to get dressed up anyway to be in that restaurant. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Uh, On top of everything. It had the biggest lobster we've ever seen. (laughs) It's an appetizer. What happened? It's amazing we didn't come back with gout. So it was a fantastic show. Thank you very much. Enjoy the Pepper Show this evening. Tomorrow on the program, we will play Streaming Dumbass, plus have more tickets to 311 and our free X show. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, you know what uh, comes in handy? I'm going to tell you what. First experience uh, flying with TSA PreCheck, and uh, it worth worth the trouble for me anyways. Uh, as, uh, you know, going through TSA PreCheck, you usually go through a metal detector. You don't go through the human scanner machine. And every time I would get stopped for additional screening, and then uh, I would get, um, uh, I don't want to say physically assaulted, but let's just say uncomfortable in front of everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore now. Yeah, it only happened to me. And I was taught, like, this is the first time I got stopped because I because you had pre TSA pre-check somehow. I did as well. Yeah, we we're on the same reservation. That's why. And then I got uh, stopped for a random screening at the Vegas airport, and all they took was my phone. And they ran it through a machine. And yep. I had never seen that before. Yeah, they just wanted to see if it had any ex- explosives on it. Is that what it was? Yeah. Just like an x-ray kind of a thing? Yep. Either way, I was free to go. Wasn't that big of a deal? Either way, I mean, the line is, it's another world, people. Yeah, it was super quick. Especially in Vegas. Though there weren't a lot of people in line uh, there, which is weird. (laughs) Yeah, it figured that the one time we had the TSA pre-check, there would be nobody in line. I'll tell you what, fly with me again, pal, and you'll have it always. Hard pass. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Hollingshead Eye Center. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the X-Rock.